0: Good morning and
1: welcome to Monday Mornings
0: with Maddie and Morgan. I'm Maddie. And I'm Morgan. Woo! Woo!
1: <laughs> How are you this week?
0: Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. It's so beautiful outside today.
1: I know. And
0: I'm happy. <laughs> it's supposed to get cold here again tomorrow, typical.
1: Yeah, it's going to get cold here again this weekend and then on Monday when this comes out. Speaking of which, this comes out on my lovely little sister's birthday. So I would just like to say, Happy birthday, Jackie. Ooh. Sorry, <laughs> sorry you've had two COVID birthdays and Aww. haven't really been able to
0: celebrate you being 21 and now 22. <laughs> but <laughs> R.I.P. <A>. <laughs> yeah. Everybody pour on out for Jackie on Monday. Yeah.
1: Pour one out and then mail it to her so she can drink it and be happy in a box.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, please don't do that. (laughs) No, mail alcohol to my house. That'd be so strange. Only full bottles of wine unopened. Oh yeah, and like
1: Tito's. Tito's. Yeah, she really likes Kahlua. Send me all the Kahlua.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is gonna be probably a long one. Um, Yeah, I'm so excited. I know I say that every episode, but I'm really excited about this one. Okay, I'm like really, really excited about this one too. So this
1: week, I am covering our first conspiracy theory. Hell
0: yeah!
1: Yeah, so I'm so excited to tell you guys all about the Birds Aren't Real movement. Woo! So... I am first going to cover, like, what Birds Aren't Real is, like, the whole movement, the history of it, how it started, because most conspiracy theories do have, like, a little bit of legitimate history. There's not a ton with this. Um, (laughs) I'm shocked. (laughs) (laughs) But um, there are, I am going to read some frequently asked questions at the end, but if you have any questions, feel free to ask them throughout. And hopefully I'll answer everything because it is a wild ride I'm gonna don't take. Don't worry, this. I'll ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, for the purpose of this episode, I will ta- be talking about this conspiracy theory slash movement as if it is hundred thousand percent fact, and that I fully believe this. So, <laughs> I
0: don't actually think that all birds are fake. <laughs> mm. But, but that's first, not important. <laughs> I guess I can save this question for later. What is it? I was just going to ask if people actually like full wholeheartedly believe it or if it's like just a thing that people are like, "Haha, oh, so... oh, birds aren't real. Conspiracy, blah blah blah." Or if people so... are like, "No, for real." <laughs>
1: So I'm not really going to talk about this much just because I am just going to be talking about the conspiracy theory, but I will explain that kind of. So the idea is that because it really got, like, revamped slash technically started in 2017, that (laughs) it's really just, like, a way for, like, millennials slash, like, Gen Z to have, like, a funny conspiracy theory. And it's more of, like, a joke, I guess.
0: That's what I figured. I just wasn't sure. (laughs) There probably are out of
1: like the tens of thousands of Instagram followers. There's
0: probably like a few people that actually believe it, but also I mean, like people believe in lizard people. So
1: yeah, and I mean stranger things have happened. 2017 was around the same time as like QAnon started, so like maybe if you've read this and you're also like a QAnon believer or something along those lines, mm-hmm. you might think that birds actually are all robots. Sorry, I just threw my water bottle. I talk with my hands; it's an issue. <laughs>
0: It'll be really fun someday when we can record together we'll be bumping into each other the whole time. <laughs> the microphones
1: gonna fly everywhere <laughs>
0: <laughs> microphones everywhere
1: um okay so now <laughs> i'm gonna get this started so again it's not important that i don't think that all birds are fake oh hi cat please stop um it's not important that i think that birds are actually pretty real what's really important is that apparently 12 billion birds were killed across the United States and replaced by robot spies that are reporting back to the government about everybody's every move
0: god damn it
1: Yes. So let's begin by sharing the history and process of how the government has been able to do this. So our story starts (laughs) in 1947 with the creation of the Central Intelligence Agency or the CIA. Ever heard
0: of it?
1: (laughs) So the CIA, um, I'll really quick, I almost every single of information I got from the birds aren't real website and so whenever I say quote it's a direct quote from the website just wanted to put that out there before I started but so according to this website and my depth knowledge and belief that birds are no longer real um the CIA was formed almost solely to watch and track thousands of Americans that were doing that were suspected of Quote, doing communist things. (laughs) Very specific. (laughs) Communist things. That's all. (laughs) So in the early 50s, very few of the individuals that were being tracked by the CIA had actually committed any real crimes. But with the fear that communism would be on the rise, the CIA decided that they should expand their surveillance. So they decided... To start placing more and more CCTV cameras in neighborhoods and areas that were heavily populated by Russian immigrants, which, like, really, guys, I mean like whatever, but not chill. So in 1953, Alan Dools, I think that's how you pronounce it, became director of the CIA and implemented measures to increase their surveillance program. He had people planting cameras basically anywhere and everywhere. That they couldn't be detected. So not going to lie. I'm just picturing like men in black. In, like security guard type outfits. With the black sunglasses. Just I'm kind of just running thinking ar- that. Yeah just like running around. Like throwing cameras into a bushes. And like those like plants near like water fountains. At the mall or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I yeah. So- <laughs> Basically America was like. Let's just watch all of the people 24/7 that would be so fun. And I mean like I don't know if you've seen Snowden,
0: but I have not, but it's on my list.
1: I've seen it a few times and like I mean if you know anything about the fact that America does actually like track you at all times. Yes, I do know that. Slightly understandable to see where this is like understand like it's understandable that people believe this, but yes. So Alan Duells got super pumped about all the places and ways he could put cameras and watch you sleep. So, on April 15th of 1956, he met with then-President Dwight D. Eisenhower and proposed a program that would put cameras in the sky. He knew the future of surveillance is in the sky, since you could easily follow someone's movements that way. Easier than switching from different camera angles on ground level um, and just would be able to follow one person. So, you know how in, like... SVU and like any of those shows where they're like oh okay like you're watching somebody from one storefront CCTV camera and then you get to see them on like an ATM camera
0: yeah <laughs> or like <laughs> the the can the cameras that are in the glasses yeah so now <laughs> it's just like, like...
1: <laughs> they like zoom in <laughs> yeah so now it's instead of like cutting from all different footage from like around these cameras he suggested that they put cameras in the sky and Eisenhower was like, "Yes, that sounds so chill, so great." Agreed to the sky surveillance plan, but told him to figure out how they were gonna do this and come back with a more com- concrete plan. So, Dulles um, headed out to a secret location where he met with his team, and they started to plan. So, it's thought that this plan was officially hatched on a weekend in May in 1956. The team came up with the idea of killing all of the birds and replacing them with cameras that could fly.
0: There are so many birds in the world. Yeah. So, they didn't
1: need to kill all the birds, but the team had been overheard referring to birds as, quote, flying slugs or, quote, <laughs> scum of the
0: sky. <laughs> what was that? Scum of the sky? Yeah, scum of the sky. I do have some birds that I would refer to as scum of the sky. Yeah,
1: and this is because the birds would poop all over their cars in the CIA parking lot and basically everywhere else in the DC metro area. <laughs> <laughs> Flying rats. Yeah, it is thought as just that this is just one of the reasons they chose to replace all of the birds and not just add flying robots. But also during this time, morale was like particularly high in America, um, apparently, which led to people feeding birds even more and mostly Mm -hmm. pigeons, um, which resulted in a lot more bird poop. Obviously. What goes
0: in so, must come out.
1: Yeah, so that ended up with a lot more bird poop, which ended up on a lot more cars, which turned into causing a lot of people to really hate birds. So much so that the site has a quote from an ex CIA member stating, quote, yeah, the higher-ups were so annoyed that the birds had been dropping fecal matter on their car windows that they vowed to wipe out every single flying feathered creature in North America. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about the not-flying ones?
1: Um, I don't think, like, not-flying birds were much of an issue. I mean, what native, Ameri- like, native birds to America don't fly?
0: Mm, good point.
1: Because this is also, I don't think I mentioned this yet, this is mostly for the United States.
0: Gotcha. Yeah.
1: So, to eliminate this bird poop issue and ramp up surveillance, they decided to kill two birds with one stone. Pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) And get rid of all of the birds in the United States and then replace them with extremely realistic robot surveillance bird drones. So, this new surveillance system would be capable of tracking individuals in their cars, while walking, and even in their houses. Yay. (laughs) So, how did the government get rid of all of these birds? Well, it didn't happen overnight. But between 1959 and 1971, the government slowly replaced all of the birds in the United States with robot spies.
0: (laughs) Again, this is 12 billion birds. As a person who saw I have pigeons for work, I have a coop of pigeons. Yeah. And I also work with some birds of prey. I'm scared.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Morgan, you're being spied on, like, a lot at your job. Constantly,
0: apparently.
1: (laughs) So... Jules was given $65 billion of relocated public health funds to make this happen. Not chill. On May 6th of 1957, he met with an anonymous man from Boeing, the airplane company, and requested 120 B-52 bombers. Um, since you work at an airport, do you know this fun fact that the B stands for bomber?
0: Yeah, I did know that. That, like,
1: F stands for fighter jet? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we have fighter jets in and... No, we don't have bomber jets, but we do have fighter jets at work.
1: Yeah. I learned this recently from a friend, and I was just like, oh, so the word bomber after is just kind of, like, repetitive, but okay. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so... He requested 120 B-52s. And since this was supposed to be a top secret, they decided to build the planes at Area 51 rather than at Boeing's headquarters, which were in Seattle. Typical. Yeah. So, of course, now we're at Area 51. So, Boeing sent down 23 engineers to Area 51 And they apparently took an old school bus but didn't get the message about being discreet and (laughs) painted Area 51 or bust on the side of their bus.
0: Oh my god, like groupies!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were like major hippie type guys. Like, they would stop for gas and like set up camp in the parking lot and just attract a lot of attention they would sing songs titled i left my honey for area 51 (laughs) and let's kill all the birds which again not discreet
0: oh my gosh that is not
1: inconspicuous at all (laughs) yeah so this is huge in helping prove that the government has killed lots of birds since they were seen by tons of people on their buses On this bus, and also like a whole bunch of locals in some small town in Idaho, um, like learned a whole bunch of their details of their mission.
0: Well, yeah, apparently they keep their mouth shut.
1: Yeah, so like, ooh, should have picked some better engineers, I guess. So only 22 of the 23 engineers actually made it to Area 51. Um, (laughs) they left Neil Ford at a Waffle House. In a Waffle House bathroom, (laughs) oh! the the other 22 engineers said, quote, he had to pee too many times and was ruining the vibe of the trip. Oh my god, that
0: would be me. They would kick me off that bus. I was like, (laughs) okay, same. (laughs) Poor Neil. (laughs) I read that and I was like,
1: okay, so they would kill me and Morgan real quick. (laughs) Honestly. Jeez, that's rude. Yeah, so um, which is okay, whatever. I also always have to pee. Sorry, Neil.
0: So (laughs) Neil, you can be part of our club.
1: Yeah, so but lucky for Ford, he's actually the only engineer to live to tell his story. Wow, okay. Yeah, so um Neil Ford was was a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, so he ended up talking to some birds aren't real members in '94. And he told them that Duels and the CIA actually looked for engineers that didn't have families so that they could go off the grid without much notice. And this, quote, proves that our government has been ruthless in its efforts to rid our nation of its peace and prosperity.
0: Understood. Yeah.
1: So when the remaining 22 engineers made it to Area 51, they were given the task of designing a new version of the B-52 which would be called the B-52B, with the second B standing for bird or barrack. That is truly straight to the point. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> this new B-52 would have some 450-gallon tanks in where the bomb compartments would be. So these would just be, like, big tanks for liquids, which they were told was going to be water. Um... This was really, really hard to design. And I guess when one of the engineers tried to give up or like say that he was going to quit, Duels hit him on the head with a 40 pound wrench to knock some sense into him, which ultimately led to the man slipping into a coma, which he would never wake up from.
0: What the hell? Yeah,
1: so this scared the shit out of the other engineers. Oh, yeah. To finish faster so they could leave sooner. It ultimately took two years to build the final 120 planes, but when they were done, they had attached the water tanks and a complex radar tracking system that could track large flocks of birds up to 200 miles away. Wow. Which I don't know much about, like, bird radar tracking, but that seems like a lot of miles.
0: That is Um. a lot of miles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The planes were then coated in jet black matte paint, like multiple coats of it.
0: Ooh, to camouflage.
1: Against, yeah. To camouflage it against the night sky. As if the birds couldn't see it. No, it's to hide it from the people. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they even went as far as removing all external lights and equipment.
0: That's something like
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I guess when you're the CIA, you know when and where all other airplanes are flying to, so, like... I
0: guess.
1: I guess, but still really dangerous, don't do it.
0: No? Not that any of you have
1: airplanes, that you're going to take the lights off and fly.
0: (laughs) If you do have an airplane, please do not try this at home. Also, if you have an airplane, hit me up, I want to travel. Yeah, I want to go for a ride. (laughs) (laughs) So...
1: They painted them all black so they could camouflage against the night sky and got rid of all the lights. And they even equipped the engines with noise reduction pads that, when flown above 3,000 feet, made the aircraft completely silent. Wow. Yeah. So, what about these 21 engineers that designed the planes? Well, they were told that they could go back home. They're free to go. Yay. But no, not really. Um, 30 minutes into their drive home, they were stopped by an armored troop vehicle and then sent to the front lines in Vietnam. God damn it. Yeah. but So, so. (laughs) duels hoped this would be an easy way of tying up loose ends so, like, nobody could know what was really going on. This guy's a dick. (laughs) Yeah, so these men actually survived three weeks of heavy combat on the front lines. Wow. And then... ...were kidnapped by the Viet Cong when they ran out of ammo and they were never seen or heard from again. Oh. R.I.P. Yeah, so not cool. So that was rough. But what about the birds? That's why we're here, right? Yes. those water tanks that the engineers designed were filled with a special form of bird poison that would give them a virus that could only be passed to other bird species. Hmm. So, this poison was dropped at 8,000 feet, and when a single drop of this poison landed on a bird's feather, the virus would enter through the fibers and make <laughs> their way into the bloodstream. Okay, Which, I don't know if you know much about bird anatomy, but that's 100% correct. <laughs> I do know a
0: bunch about bird anatomy. <laughs> and sure, we'll, we'll know, go with 100% <laughs> correct. And I know
1: a lot about viruses and I can tell you. <laughs> I will run 100%. with it
0: just for you. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: the virus makes its way into their bloodstream and then this virus would end up affecting the bone structure Caused the bird to completely decompose within 24 hours. Oh my god! Which is foul, no pun intended. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're crushing it. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, I got two bird jokes. That's about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, in
1: June of 1959, Operation Water the Country was born. <laughs>
0: okay
1: (laughs) this was a secret code name given to the program but was changed in 76 to operation very large bird (laughs) Um, they wanted to use operation big bird but they were worried about (laughs) potential copyright troubles with the popular pbs program sesame street
0: (laughs) so operation very large bird would have to do (laughs) I'm just picturing this B-52B with a giant big bird painted on the side of it. (laughs) Like, it's not actually black, it's just
1: large and yellow. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, in the first few years of the operation, prototype birds were released. They were referred to as robot birds. And they were released by the hundred million, which is a lot.
0: That is a lot. A The of numbers.
1: So, at this time, there was very few people who knew what was actually going on with this horrendous project. JFK was president, and he actually had
0: no idea that this was happening. That's not surprising. He was on mad drugs his entire presidency, <laughs> so... Even the pilots
1: of these planes didn't know they were actually dropping poison onto millions of birds, they were told that they were watering the grass of the entire country. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I can't do this.
1: <laughs> it yeah. is assumed that many of these pilots still have no idea that the, they were involved in this still. The current leader of Birds Aren't Real movement stated that, quote, We do not blame you for the sins of your superiors. While you did kill billions of helpless birds... You did not know what you were doing. You do not have to remain in hiding. Join the movement and together we can fight the government. Okay. Cool. (laughs) So, as I said, JFK was unaware of all of this until, (laughs) this is wild, October 3rd, 1963, so at this time, JFK had tapped the phone of Alvin B. Cleaver, the internal internal communications director for the CIA, to see if he had been stealing Kennedy's ham sandwiches from the White House kitchen.
0: <laughs> okay, I see where his priorities lie.
1: I totally understand. I mean, if you're doing a lot of drugs, you gotta probably really care about your ham sandwiches. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if they're, like, ones made by the White House chef. I bet uh. those are probably, like, the most dank ham sandwiches
0: now I want like a toasted ham and cheese sandwich I want like I don't eat ham anymore but I
1: want like a real nice grilled cheese (laughs)
0: Mm.
1: so while listening to these conversations between Cleaver and Duels about his sandwiches and the killing of millions of birds
0: oh my gosh so he's like also a dick
1: yeah, so, um, this is like the conversation he's overhearing about the internal from the internal communications director and the director of the CIA at the time, where they're talking about his sandwiches and millions of birds. I have some direct quotes. So Cleaver said, "Quote, yeah, Alan, I've stolen John's lunch again. Ha ha. Straight <laughs> he to the even point. <laughs> <laughs> does I'm going to keep stealing his lunch until he launches a full investigation. Then I'm going to plant a hidden camera and catch his reaction as I dump the stolen sandwiches on his desk at one time. I'm going to call the new show, You've Been Cleavered.
0: <laughs> oh no, he does not have the right name for that. No. Nope. Duels responded, Haha, Alvin, that's going to be so funny. <laughs>
1: We have to play that clip at the White House Correspondents' dinner. By the way, how's the bird slaughter going? How many birds have we killed so far? <laughs> oh my <He> god. Responds. <laughs> we've killed about 220 million so far, and it and the best thing is, the robot birds we've released and their presence have done such a good job that nobody even suspects a thing. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Kennedy obviously overheard this because he was tapping his phone for his sandwich info and he called a meeting where they told him what was going on and he demanded that they stop immediately or they would be fired so (laughs) they tried to explain their reasoning behind killing all of these birds and got him to wait And not cancel their project until he saw the robot birds in person. Hmm. On October 25th in 1963, they showed him the Turkey X-500. This was a robot that specialized in killing large birds such as eagles and falcons. Rude. The Turkey 500 also had high-tech surveillance skills, including the ability to locate and track down escaped criminals. JFK was impressed by this robot but still demanded that the program end and less than 1 month later he was dead. True. So did the CIA kill JFK for trying to save the birds?
0: Yes, and because of the sandwiches.
1: Yes, they did. And after this, they started to rig every US election so that only candidates that are anti-bird and pro-citizen surveillance in the presidency. <laughs>
0: I have a question, but I think it can wait till the end. Go ahead and ask it. What did they do with all the dead birds? That's a lot of dead birds.
1: So, I said it earlier that the virus oh. causes them to decompose. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot so, what. I have read earlier that it kind of just turned them into dust and they would, like, float away in the wind. Conveniently. Yeah, because you couldn't just, like, all of a sudden have, like... Tens of thousands of millions of
0: bird corpses millions, everywhere. Right. Millions of bird carcasses everywhere. People would 100%. The same amount of, quote, birds.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you can't just, like, all of a sudden have a ton of dead birds and then also, like, a ton of real birds, like, fake birds flying around. It would have caused a lot of suspicion.
0: Yeah, I forgot that they disintegrated.
1: Yeah. So... There was a six minute long recording uncovered from a meeting that occurred on July 2nd, 1964 in Washington, D.C. This meeting was between members of the CIA and Operation Water the Country, (laughs) where they discussed their need for bauxite, which is spelled B-A-U-X-I-T-E. This is a clay rock and is the ore of aluminum. They needed this in very large quantities to construct these robot birds. So in the recording, someone says, we need a quick solution for this problem. The production team needs the material right now. Real birds have been disappearing for almost two years now, and if we don't start replacing them in mass quantities, people will notice. We need a solution in 30 days. (laughs) Okay. So how did we solve this problem here in the US? Well, America did what we do best. We used an ongoing conflict in Vietnam. Since there was already a conflict going on, they happened, and Vietnam happened to have the third largest reserve of bauxite ore on the planet. From 1964 to 1975, the U.S. tried to extract as much of this ore as possible. So that's why we don't really. Americans don't really care that we lost the Vietnam War because we were really mostly there to get this ore to create fake birds. Gotcha. (laughs) So now that the U.S. has a whole bunch of bauxite, they had to get building and deploying these robot birds. And because of the Cold War and fear of nuclear fallout, the government was able to build these massive underground shelters that were eventually used to manufacture robot birds. So, many of these facilities are thought to be government fallout shelters or ammunition bunkers, and even there's even a newer facility underneath the Denver International Airport.
0: Oh my gosh, we should do a whole episode about the Denver International Airport. There's a lot of things going on in and around Mm -hmm. and underneath it. (laughs) Yes. There are a lot of things.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so these shelters are so massive that hundreds of workers could make up to 5,000 robots each day. And at peak manufacturing, there was an estimated to be about 22 underground facilities across the country producing 100,000 plus birds every day. And each facility would develop different species of birds that are specific to their region. So, how did the United States, like, CIA get so many people to build these fake birds and not tell anyone? Because if there's hundreds of workers underground across the country, like, obviously somebody's going to be talking about this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> these workers were high as fuck. Or they thought Tracker. they were. <laughs> So government officials would go into nightclubs and bars, looking for individuals they felt looked like they could assemble robot birds. Like, <laughs> not
0: sure what that looks like, but okay. I was just about to say, what does that look like? It's <laughs> a really good question. I don't know. <laughs> Understood.
1: So they would invite them to a costume party, where acid would be provided. <laughs> And since it was the 60s and 70s, we're like, eat bruh, I'm down.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: whatever. So they would then give them work overalls for their costume, and acid, which was actually just a slice of colored paper. <laughs> <laughs> so this acid trip was really just a bus ride through the desert to a bunker where they would give them a toolbox and headphones that apparently played Pink Floyd only all day long. And... <laughs> this weird situation of building a robot bird five stories underground made them feel like they were really on the most wild trip ever Oh yeah i see why (laughs) how so many people were able to like be involved in this and have absolutely like no like recollection or like just assumed it was a weird trip so when did the birds aren't real movement begin exactly well, somebody made a big mistake in 1973. This was William Colby. He became the head of the CIA under President Ford. Colby was the one who renamed the operation from Water the Country to Operation Very Large Bird. Those are both stupid names. <laughs> we yeah, can come especially because every like time I have to like make sure I say Water the Country because I keep thinking Water Country, Water Country. <laughs> do, do, do. Have some fun! like (laughs) Water the country? Water the country? (laughs) Literally, I was like, okay, Operation Water the Country. Like, really got it. Lame name. (laughs) But, like, Operation Very Large Bird, even worse. Too many words. They could have done, like, Operation Robo Fly. Like, something fun. I don't know.
0: Or something that didn't tell you exactly what the operation was.
1: Yeah, so... He changed the name, but he also removed and replaced every single person who had been working on the project for the past 10
0: years. That's suspicious.
1: Yeah. So, the reasoning behind this was that they had only replaced 26% of the bird population, which was 35% less than what they were supposed to have done at this time. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, so when you're, like, that far below, and this has been, like, a 10-year-long project, he was just like, we have to replace the current staff just so that we can get this job done, like, quickly and fast. So this really bit him in the ass because one of the men he fired became the first whistleblower in the Birds Aren't Real movement. Ooh, woo. So... In November of 1973, the whistleblower ended up on the doorstep of Clark Griffin, a teenager from San Francisco, an activist against the Vietnam War. Since the war had ended, oh, we don't know the whistleblower's name, so I'm just going to refer to them as the whistleblower. (laughs) So since the war had ended, the whistleblower knew Griffin would need a new cause to get behind, and this, so then he gave him a Every single piece of information, and I think he gave him a bunch of documents, too, if he had any. Um, And he also secretly secretly helped him start the Birds Aren't Real movement. (laughs) So Griffin was shocked but not surprised by the actions of our government. He decided to share his knowledge with the members from his pro-peace and anti-war campaign group. They spread this message across college campuses and anywhere they could get the word out to awaken other students and young adults. They quickly formed a huge movement known as the Tour of Freedom. And when they weren't preaching at college campuses, they were doing research and calling politicians to try to get more information and maybe even an interview. But sadly, they would not get an information or an interview, but decided that with such a large group of supporters, they should really have a public rally. So... They wanted to show that they wouldn't go down without a fight and organized a public rally in Washington, D.C. Over 2,000 people joined in this march from various colleges across the country. These rallies then happened every year from 1974 to 1993, when the government put an end to the movement. Griffin would continue to campaign and call politicians, even Af- even attempted to take out a super bowl ad in 1987 but the ad was banned because it feared that it would compromise national security
0: <laughs> <laughs> super bowl ad
1: <laughs> yeah so shortly after this attempt to take out a super bowl ad the birds aren't in real offices were raided by the fbi and many important documents were confiscated confiscated but they didn't let this get them down and they tried to continue spreading the awareness the birds aren't real movement lost a lot of its traction in 1991 after clark griffin disappeared during a birds aren't real rally in san francisco Uh Yeah, so between that rally and twenty seventeen, so like around like ninety-four, like ninety-six-ish to twenty seventeen, there hasn't been much update or much progress or like really much like news about the birds aren't real movement, but there still have been people in like the background trying to advocate for the lost birds or advocate against um this much surveillance of people. So As of August 2019, Trump has actually been using tactics to keep the movement suppressed, but he cannot regulate social media and the internet as much as he would have liked to. (laughs) Obviously, as we saw with the end of that presidency was he got banned. But as of 2019, social media platforms were um, being used to track and compile data from billions of drone birds across America. And Instagram has been known to censor posts from the movement by, like, removing them and just, like, probably, like, shadow banning, which is just, like, not allowing them to be seen as much. Um, but awareness has also been spreading rapidly since 2017, and especially, like, since 2020, a lot it, like, really took off. I had had a
0: lot of time on their hands.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I had heard about it, and it was kind of just, like, a joke within my family starting in, like, 2018, and then Christmas 2019, I got my siblings some shirts, and now I'm a full-on birds-aren't-real believer. (laughs) 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 So... There is no evidence that the birds have been replaced in countries other than the United States, but movements have been popping up in Europe and other places. While it's really unlikely that birds have also been removed in other countries, it's always good to be on your toes when it comes to government and birds. So, you may be wondering how they keep the real birds in Canada and Mexico from entering the U.S., and how do we keep the robot birds in I was wondering. I'm gonna tell you. So, robots is a little bit easier because they can program them where they go. So most of the birds are programmed to not cross borders, except there are a few that do cross borders. To one of the bigger reasons, which I really hate, is they cross the border to pick up drugs such as cocaine and marijuana. And then these drugs are delivered to lower income areas in major cities. And this is to mainly get Americans hooked on drugs so that the government can better have control over them. And also probably more reasons just to arrest people and put them in jail and probably make more bird robots. Um, (laughs) But... Robots will also fly into Canada or Mexico to follow Americans on vacation, but there's currently no way to keep real birds from entering the United States. You don't say. Yeah. So it tends to stay at about around 95% robot birds in the United States at all times.
0: that's pretty
1: good. (laughs) Yeah, so part of Donald Trump's 2016 campaign was he promised to build a wall between Mexico and the United States. And many of you will believe the lies that this wall is to keep illegal immigrants out, but this is untrue. This wall is going to be built with thousands of microwave guns, and these microwave guns serve a very specific purpose. They will allow tracking of birds, but they also will destroy any real birds' ability to fly if they get close, as well as killing them within a few hours. Wow. I would like to um, just note that again, I don't believe this.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah, to clarify, this is not real. (laughs) It's a conspiracy. Just just to specify
1: this part, like, I'm saying a lot of this as a joke, but I do truly believe that um, Trump's wall was for racial reasons, and I just wanted to make sure nobody thought that I thought this was actually just to keep birds out. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So time will only tell how this movement progresses and how President Biden will continue with continue on with creating a zero-bird country. So now, since we have a little bit of time, I'm going to tell you a little, I'm going to answer a few of the frequently asked questions that come along with this. Oh, good. I'm excited. <laughs> so what is the purpose of this movement? I'm reading these answers directly from the Birds Aren't Real website, Frequently Asked Questions website page, and I'm going to link this, but I figure that this is the best way to get accurate information to our listeners. (laughs) So, the Birds Aren't Real movement exists to spread awareness that the U.S. government genocided over 12 billion birds from 1959 to 2001 and replaced those birds with surveillance drone replicas, which still watch us every day. Once a preventative cause, or our initial goal, was to stop the forced extinction of real birds, unfortunately this was unsuccessful and the government has since replaced every living bird with robotic replicas. Now our movement's prerogative is to make everyone aware of this fact. Okay. So... What do you mean, birds aren't real? The term (laughs) birds aren't real refers to biological birds, no longer existing in the United States' soil. After the government forcibly made the entire species extinct in the 20th century, all of these real birds were replaced with surveillance drones designed to look just like birds. To simplify, birds no longer exist in the United States as a biological life form. Thus, birds aren't real. Got it? Good. Cool. Got it. (laughs) What are eggs? (laughs) Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> the, quote, eggs that we see in the 21st century are specifically designed by the government to appear indistinguishable from what eggs once were, when birds were real. When the government replaced the species with robotic replicas, it was key that they re- re- these re- replicas sustained the same activities that their biological predecessors did, including producing edible eggs. Okay a few good more ones. So what is bird poop? Bird poop was originally thought to be oil discharged from earlier bird drone models. But after further research, this was disproven and bird poop (laughs) regularly falls on vehicles in large amounts. And recent studies show that 87% of bird poop in populated areas falls on people's cars. Why is this? Confidential documents that were leaked in 2018 reveals that bird poop is actually a form of liquidated tracking apparatus. So if you (laughs) walk outside and notice that some bird just happened to poop on your car, you are now being tracked by the United States government and it's recommended that you regularly clean your car to avoid this. Bummer. Yeah. So how do you explain bird meat? All bird, quote, meat is... 100% 100% synthetic. So if birds <laughs> suddenly became inedible, the government's entire scheme would have been compromised in order to transition from their real bird to drone replica... To make sense, they had to imitate all parts of real birds and their robot copies. This includes tasty, edible meat—just synthetic. Synthetic meat is actually very accessible in modern times, with many fast food operations openly using it in their meals. The government simply had to access these modern
0: technologies decades before the public. So, so you're not eating chicken nuggets; you're eating robot nuggets.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of controversy whether, like, chickens on like chicken farms are like. Other poultry that we eat was, like, they didn't replace the chickens and turkeys and stuff. But that wouldn't be really helpful since the goal was to get rid of all birds. And obviously, they need to know what's going on on these farms because, duh, why wouldn't you need to know what's going on on a chicken farm?
0: (laughs) Those are all birds.
1: (laughs) So, what about the birds that people hunt and or roadkill? How do you explain bird guts? True. So this entire question is based off of a flawed understanding of what a robot is. With all of these major technological advances recently made in the 20th century, many still think that robot is still like a metallic machine with gears and wires. But dr- bird drones are actually really different. So the government has had access to these futuristic to- technologies, making it possible to create a robot that uses real biological um information so after all of these robot replicas if they hadn't looked real and felt exactly like birds inside and out the entire plot and government scheme would be exposed true so where did all the dead birds go so this is the question that you had asked and so the virus that was dropped by these b-52s um spread like wildfire making all of the birds sick and the virus was designed to slowly disintegrate the birds. Um, it was in a form of advanced leprosy, which is why there weren't twelve billion bird bodies just all over the ground. Right. Yeah. So, like, that would
0: be quite alarming.
1: They decomposed and disintegrated because of this virus and blew away in the wind. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, for every bird that disintegrated, a robot was replaced. Alright, so are all birds robots? What about ones not prime for surveillance? So, when the government forcibly made the entire bird species extinct, they used this controlled virus to wipe out the entire species in the United States. Well, not really... Yeah, I mean, species, all of the birds. Um, <laughs> the virus could not be contained to only birds who would be optimal for for surveillance. It applied to every single breed of bird so this meant that every bird was affected including chickens and other birds that aren't really ideal for surveillance so like most bald eagles live like not close to people true so they wouldn't super be really useful but they're still robots
0: all right yeah
1: um next question is i have a pet bird what do I do? <laughs> Not to startle you, but you have a highly advanced governmental surveillance drone in your house, watching your every move, picking <laughs> up every word of your conversations, and sending that data to the Pentagon. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> birds were actually unheard of before 2001, when all oh. birds became surveillance drones at this time.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: The government started propaganda campaign normalizing pet birds. If you think about it, a pet bird in a cage doesn't even make sense. These animals are supposed to have endless sky to explore and not be held within a cage. You would best be advised to not bring any birds into your house and not bring up any matters that you would like to remain confidential around your, quote, pet bird. That means pet stores
0: are a scary place.
1: Yeah, and, um, hi, Jacob- you had pet birds at one point, and I know you didn't like it, and I hope you didn't say
0: anything to them. Jacob, I'm concerned for your safety. <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry, his bird flew away. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good.
1: <laughs> so, do different birds mean different things? Are they all surveillance drones? So, most birds are designed specifically for public sur- like surveillance purposes, but this doesn't mean that the government is only surveilling people with them bird drones can have multiple um uses for example quote vultures are not surveillance drones they're used for public s- sanitation specifically roadkill. kill um, so another example is hummingbirds which are used as assassination drones spearing targets with their long needle beaks
0: oh my god <laughs> they're so small <laughs>
1: And I will have to we'll have to post a bunch of the pictures because I recently ordered activism gear from Birds Aren't Real. Oh jeez. Which Excellent. came with a lot of stickers and also a membership card, but also a postcard about what different birds are used for. So oh. we'll have to post a picture of that because it's hilarious.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Okay. There's only a few more of these. FAQs, but I think these are great, so. Oh, they are. (laughs) Is this only in the U.S.? Did other governments do this, too? Unfortunately, the bird drone problem exists in other countries as well, and they are more open about it. In fact, the Chinese government has openly admitted to surveillance drones disguised as birds. You can look that up. Russia and other countries have openly admitted to testing this as well. The only difference with the U.S. is that the government isn't as open or honest about it. I was gonna which, say, at least the other countries don't lie about it. <laughs> yeah, at least if you're going to, like, put robot birds out there, like, let me know. And like, yeah, I'd like that, uh,
0: just a quick heads up.
1: Yeah, because, like, I feel like it's totally, it's not fair to spy on your citizens at all times, but, like, there are CCTV cameras, like, so many places. That's true. And, like, your phone already tracks you everywhere, so, like, if there's a few random drones, like, it's not really going to make that big of a difference, but, like... I don't do anything that interesting, so I don't really care. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've encountered a bird in my life. What should I do? Should I be concerned? First, breathe. Remain calm. It is vital to not panic, and remember that this experience is not abnormal. These birds have likely been watching you for most of your life. Once you have regained your composure, look the birds straight in the eyes and declare the following statement confidently. I know your secret. I know that you are a surveillance drone in disguise. I know that behind those beady eyes are cameras, soaking up data and sending it to the Pentagon. I'm on to you. I know you are not
0: real. (laughs) I'm going to start just yelling at my pigeons every day i know you're not real (laughs) greeting them in the morning with that statement (laughs) by vocally establishing
1: dominance over the drone in this moment your fear should subside allowing you to remember that you are the human and that is merely a robot and that is all of the faqs So, I really hope that you learned a lot about my favorite conspiracy theory throughout this. I did. I had no idea. (laughs) So, like, I've known about it for a while. And I honestly just thought that it was, like... I mean, obviously, like, it's not, like, a deep, deep conspiracy theory, like, QAnon or anything. Like, there's not, like, crazy shit
0: going on. But... People's lives aren't in danger because of this conspiracy. Yeah. theory. It's not like a detrimental
1: one, so I thought it would be a fun one to cover for our first conspiracy theory because there's like a Spoiler few other alert. fun ones and like <laughs> weird things that go that are fun like this, but this I thought was the most fun one and honestly just like an absolute roller coaster. Like we tied in JFK, Vietnam, like <laughs>
0: I would love to truly believe this, but <laughs> I can't get behind it. I'm sorry.
1: It's harder because you work so closely with birds. I can just pretend. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they are pretty stupid, so... (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, so researching this and, like, reading about this has been an absolute roller coaster for me. And what even has been weirder has been, like, I've been wearing my birds aren't real hat to my job at a coffee shop recently. (laughs)
0: Let
1: me tell you, white suburban men love it. Oh my they god. believe so it. hilarious. It's so funny. So, the amount of times people are like, what does your hat even mean? And I just have to say, it's a joke conspiracy theory that all of the birds were replaced with robot spies. And I, in the past two days at work, I've worn it like two days this week, I have gotten responses that were like, oh, that's really funny, or oh, I've heard of that, or like, oh, like whatever. But then there's been... Two different guys. One of them said, "Oh, I've heard of that. They have them, but they're flies. So now there's robot flies. We gotta worry." Oh, that—that that
0: is a real thing. Yeah. And then, <laughs> not, but not. Obviously, they didn't kill all the flies and replace them with robots. <laughs> I'd
1: honestly rather robot flies than real flies because I feel like they would be less annoying.
0: They probably uh... wouldn't fight. <laughs>
1: True. So, but another customer goes, "Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I have seen robot birds. They have really creepy beady camera eyes. Wasn't that
0: a thing in a movie? What movie is that in? <laughs> a thing in The Incredibles. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what movie is that in? <laughs> oh, and he said that. That's all I thought of. <laughs> I was like, okay, here's your latte. <laughs> okay, here's your latte. Goodbye. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> like, did you really, or they really thought that they've seen robot birds before? I don't
1: know. He's probably, like, actually seen it, but it was probably, like,
0: advertised
1: as a robot He's bird. probably
0: watched The Incredibles before. <laughs> so
1: that's, like, the number one thing I think of when I think of, like, robot birds for surveillance. I think of... Of the Incredibles, and when I they're in the woods,
0: the scene and I was like, What movie is that? Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was everything
1: I learned this week, and I will leave you by saying, If it flies, it spies, and bird watching goes both ways.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> thank you (laughs) I learned so much thank you I'm so glad and I mean
1: honestly like I think why it's so popular with like millennials and Gen Z is just because it's so funny like you read that whole web page and you're like okay like you have some like valid historical events a few random points that make sense and then you look at the quote activism gear which is just like t-shirts sweatshirts like hoodies, hats and like stickers. And they're so good. Like
0: I <laughs> I'm going to look right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, like for Christmas I got my brother a, a t-shirt that says bird watching goes both ways and it's like a robot bird with like binoculars and then I got myself a shirt that just has a picture of a pigeon on the back and it says I am a lie
0: <laughs> i am a lie <laughs> it's just like
1: they're so funny and they're all so fun like how could you not at least want to pretend to go along with this
0: oh my god there's an article from audubon if anybody doesn't know that's like
1: oh my god yeah i it's completely it's a non-government not-
0: organization but it's like a real article about it
1: <laughs> yeah so I completely forgot to add that to my notes I did want to mention that article because I read it yesterday and I was dying it's actually <laughs> we'll have to link it because it's actually like a pretty good article they do talk about like birds aren't real movement and then they talk about how it's actually like been doing well for conservation and like oh. bird welfare stuff so that's really I great that Yeah, we have, like, a ton of conservation land around me, and I go to one that's, like, mainly bird conservation area, and, like, I am terrified of birds. I think that they probably will kill me one day. Um, (laughs) There are many birds that are pretty scary,
0: I do have to say.
1: Yeah, and, like, the incident with the possum head on my back deck, that was 100% a
0: bird. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah, so... We'll explain that whole story another time. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, like, a special
1: one where... Like a bonus story. Because <laughs> that one has pictures involved.
0: Not For everyone's no. going to want to know about that one. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Excellent. Good job. Thanks. That was like the best way, so we're recording on Thursday, that was like the best way to kind of wrap up the week.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was such a fun day, just like reading through everything, like laughing to myself, sitting in bed, like, especially because it was so nice out, so I had like my window open, just like in the sun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The um, ham sandwich conversation really cracked me up.
1: Oh yeah, I read that, I was like, I have to add this, Morgan's gonna (laughs) love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right stay tuned next monday and every monday for new episodes you can find us on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you like to
1: listen we're on instagram at monday mornings pod
0: on twitter at monday mornings p
1: and we have a facebook page if you have questions or topics that you'd like to have covered in a future episode you can also email us at mondaymorningspod at gmail.com
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on iTunes.
1: Start your Monday mornings the right way with Maddie and Morgan, as always.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and send us your pet pictures on Fridays. Yes,
1: please. We want to see your pets. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. See you next week.